This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This should be played at high volume, preferably in a residential area. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. I finished these fights. Give me a hell, yeah. Top Rope Nation. Learn to love it. It's the best thing going today. What's up, guys? We are back at it again after a week and a half. This is episode 73 of Top Rope Nation. I am your host, Ryan Drasty. I'm Kyle Ross. <laughs> And I'm Justin Joint, <laughs> and we are here to preview the show for you. Give us your, th- give us. Uh, <laughs> that was a lot God, harder. You're ruining, you're ruining the flow. We have to do this for a third time. My God! I'll tell you what, folks. This is a lot harder than it sounds. <laughs> we are here to preview WWE Hell in a Cell. We're gonna uh, go through, break down all the matches, match by match, like only we can. If you are a consistent viewer of this show, we thank yes, you. Like only we can. <laughs> That's right. We can break ma- we can break matches down a lot uh, better than we could say our own names. That's that's true. Well, I did change it up a little bit this week. I usually introduce you guys, and I thought, why don't I let you guys introduce yourselves? So uh, <laughs> we did. We did one fucking hell of a job doing that, didn't we? <laughs> you know, you guys might have to do a show without me here pretty soon. I have been on every single episode of Top Rope Nation, and when the baby comes in a few weeks, I'm probably gonna have to take the week off. And if you guys want to fly, just Justin and Kyle. Maybe that was just a little preparation for you guys uh, introing the show yourselves. If that's the case, God help us all, man. <laughs> so we didn't have a show last are, week. Are um, we live? We're live, brother. We're live. We're doing this thing. <laughs> we did not have a show last week. So we we, uh, we were not live last week because, I don't know, I kind of figured like WWE was in a bit of a holding pattern, uh, like we were talking about off air. TV was okay. Um, but I knew that we were going to be doing the preview show this week and then we'd be doing the post show on Sunday night. So you're kind of getting two for one this week. These pay-per-view weeks are always busy. So I thought "Ah, last week we'll kind of, we'll go slow. We'll take it off because we got two shows coming this week. So, um, hell in a cell. I mean, I think I can speak for two thirds of the show that when I say that September is a, uh, big work month for us here non-wrestling related you know i mean i don't know i mean i think you know in the teaching and football world all of a sudden you know september's a real kick in the old arse (laughs) getting back into swing of things it is it is busy so that's why we were not here with you last week but uh yeah we'll be here tonight live it's thursday night we're live on youtube we're streaming for the world if you're tuning in right now Um, normally 
Our video casts are exclusive to Patreon supporters over at patreon.com slash Nation. Uh, audio always goes out to our feeds, iTunes, TopRopeNation.com, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn Radio. We're on all of the podcasting platforms. So if you listen to us, we would love it if you would subscribe, leave us a rating. Helps get our show out there in front of more of the general public so they can all hear Kyle mess up our intro each and every single week. And they can see me swimming in this extra large uh, USSR t-shirt, <laughs> which I don't know if this ever fit or I don't know. Justin, I got to thank you for being professional over there across town and in your introduction. I thought you did a fine job tonight. Yeah, I'm, I'm not like the uh, Brie Bella of podcasting over there, just botch <laughs> after botch. Hey, we gave it a second try, and it wasn't any better the second try, just like Brie. Yeah, it's difficult being good looking. <laughs> Sad. All right. So before we get to Hell in a Cell, we wanted to hit on some news. Uh, well, first of all, All In was last week. So if we would have done a show last week, we would have been talking about All In. Uh, I didn't even tell you guys I was going to bring this up. So I'm curious if either of you had a chance to see the show or not. Yep. Justin? Nope. So I have watched most of it, not the whole show. But uh, Kyle, briefly, your thoughts on the show? It was good. It was enjoyable. Um I think, you know, it changed the business. No, it didn't. Um, I, what I think a lot of people are wrestling, pardon the pun with is like, objectively, what does this show mean in the broader landscape of wrestling? And I'm not sure objectively if it means anything without a follow-up. I can tell you that, very clearly there is an audience that wants another promotion. You know, I I think if there was actually, you know, once WCW went away, there was never, um, you know, until kind of the recent years, ever an appetite, I think for a second promotion in this country you know it just wasn't feasible first of all i mean they're probably i, I should change it there's always an appetite but you know um with streaming services i i think when you know there's clearly room if a company could do it right for a full-time second national promotion in this country and to me, I, I think moving forward, what are you doing, man? I'm <laughs> just watching Justin touring the house down there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when I did see it, you caught me by surprise here. I had some thoughts organized. I was going back and forth. I didn't know we were doing this. But the key with All In is, okay, something people forget is when WCW went out of business, there were a lot of wrestling fans that just stopped watching wrestling. People don't realize this. I think they do. People that watch it, it's kind of no Meltzer went over it. But I think, you know, um, it's something that if you're a non-wrestling fan, it's hard to understand that yeah. you prefer a certain type of wrestling. Well, if you think of the millions of people that were watching Raw and Nitro yeah. and where Raw's viewership is now, those millions never came back. Correct. Yeah. And there's reasons, different reasons for that. But, you know, it's interesting. Can All In do – this is – I think where it could matter. And first of all, I'm happy anytime anyone enjoys something. You know, I don't like when people rain on parades, whether it's people who enjoy All In or enjoy WWE. 
you know, I, I don't like I don't like this wrestling as tribes bullshit, as mm-hmm. Chris Zellner, uh, the host of Between the Sheets, likes to put it. I, I really like that term, and it, it is just annoying to read that on Twitter. But can All In develop a fan base where the people are loyal to it and there's enough product where they don't need to watch WWE? I think that's the thing to watch, and that what I've been babbling incoherently about, and finally, I think, kind of hit my point. Um you know, is there, you know, can Cody and the Bucks or whoever, you know, kind of piecemealing together the different indies, working relations with the Ring of Honor, New Japan, can they kind of create a alternate universe where there is enough product that people are like, I'm content with this. This is the wrestling I like. Fuck WWE. You know, because for as much as people like, I always laugh, the people who complain about WWE, if you really want to affect WWE's bottom line. Don't go to the fucking show. You, you know, don't go to the shows with these protest chants because you mm-hmm. are just kind of ruining it in a way. Just don't go. You know what I do when I don't like something? I don't watch it. I don't <laughs> make it a part of my life. So, like, I always wonder: Do these people really hate WWE as much as they think? You know, these people who are like, "All in, all, this is the best. This is the wrestling I like." And I think All In did a great job at delivering a product that. You know, it kind of checked all the boxes that its fan base wanted. It gave the people what they wanted. And I think it was Voices of Wrestling that said it best when they were like, you know, the fans there felt like they had an effect on the product. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think that, you know, in 2018, that's something people, I don't want to say get off on because that's kind of bad word choice. But I think that's something that, you know, they want. That There is certainly a substantial part of the wrestling fan base that wants to feel like they have influence on the product they watch. So, and they got that. They got what they wanted. That show got what they wanted. Um, Does it mean anything in the larger scheme? I mean, if there's no follow-up, no, not really. It was just an enjoyable, and it was an enjoyable weekend um, for wrestling fans. And that's good, but... um, you know, I didn't think it was like the greatest show of all time. Yeah, I think there has always been the appetite for two promotions uh, going back to 2001. I just think, unfortunately, for a long time, you know, TNA was who filled that void and they didn't really do a great job of building a promotion. Um, and I think kind of the reason you get the people that, for lack of a better term, hate watch WWE is because there are people that for years wanted something different and really not had the opportunity. Like if you think back to the nineties, I don't remember anyone like hate watching wrestling. They just tune into the other show. I don't remember like this. I mean, the the internet was around, but I remember the people that were just so negative on the product constantly. And I think that's a byproduct of only having one national promotion. Now you have um, over the last few years, so many promotions now that you can watch consistently. You don't have to tape trade. You don't have to get discs through the mail. You don't mm-hmm. have to download them. You know, you can get those live streaming services. ROH has it. New Japan, Progress Wrestling, wherever. You get all these indies, all that you want. And so, and then, of course, YouTube, the effect of being the elite on this show is is for sure. I mean, they have a huge audience. Uh, every time being elite goes up, does massive downloads. Yeah, I don't think you need like the the big barrier for a second promotion for so long was TV. Yeah, you know, All In showed that you can draw a big crowd without a major television deal. Yeah, high speed internet has changed that in streaming. Mm-hmm. You know, even a decade ago, you could never streaming wasn't really feasible. 
but now with the speed of the internet and stuff, it's you can stream shows from halfway around the world live, which is amazing. If you told me 15 years ago you'd be able to do that, I would have never thought that possible. So the fact that you can do that now has allowed a lot of people to really branch out and really take in these characters from the other promotions, connect with the characters, and you have all in happen. So I, I think they'd be foolish to not do a second version mm -hmm. of the show. I think it's almost certainly going to happen, if not multiple times a year, eventually. Um, but I thought it was exciting. Yeah, I, like you said, I didn't think it was the, the greatest show I've ever seen. I had a little bit of everything on the show, you know, mm -hmm. comedy, good wrestling, whatever, whatever you're looking for, you got it. And uh, I think I think it's great, obviously, for the wrestling business. So, yes, the more wrestling, the better. And I mean, you know, it, again, it's the only way, again, that this has an impact on the industry, like our WWE, if it begins, if it gets people to stop watching WWE, if people are like, man, this is the wrestling I like, you know, I don't want to watch WWE. It's just kind of like, you know, um, now will WWE always be the biggest game in town? Yeah. I mean, they're doing very well financially, but um, the key thing in wrestling now, and we've talked about this before, is the the percentage of the of the overall audience that is hard quote unquote hardcore fans has never been higher. So if like an all in can siphon away the hardcore audience, then that could affect the W's because the number of the total number of people watching wrestling is not anywhere close to what it used to be. It's just that the people who watch wrestling are, you know, watch more and are more willing to spend a lot more on it. So, I mean, if you can get those, you know, big money spenders away from WWE, then yeah, maybe that affects WWE. But if not, I mean, hey, like I said, if if it is nothing more than just an enjoyable weekend for a lot of wrestling fans, that's still great. Yeah, agree 100%. So, hey, I did want to say, if you guys are watching on YouTube, join the live chat room. Let us know your thoughts on WWE Hell in a Cell or All In for that matter. I'm checking in kind of here on my iPad right now. All right, so we've got a few watchers so far and someone just subscribed. So whoever you are out there, thank you for subscribing to us on YouTube. Join us in the future. We'll be live Sunday night immediately following WWE Hell in a Cell. Breaking it all down. Uh, normally on our pay-per-view post shows, we do have a guest panelist joining myself and Justin and Kyle we will again this Sunday. I have not officially decided, just like last time, who it's going to be, but it will be somebody new uh, yet again. So I've got a couple feelers out there. We'll see who bites and who joins us on Sunday night. So I think with that said, we are going to get into some Shawn Michaels discussion um, also later in the show. But I think everyone tuning in either live or on demand right now is really wanting that WWE Hell in a Cell preview. So let's get to that first, and then we're going to close the show with... Uh, some theories we have on Shawn Michaels and his possible return here in the coming months. And by the way, Hell in a Cell is where? Uh, is it in San Antonio? It is. Yes, that's correct. So this show is interesting for, for a lot of reasons for me. As I look at up and down the card, some of the, I mean, it's kind of hard to predict some of these matches to me. I don't think it's an easy card to predict winners. And by the way, we should, uh, if people want to make some money with their wrestling predictions, we should tell them where to go. That is right. So last month, um, we started our partnership with Wrestle Rumble, WrestleRumble.com. And I can tell you now, after last month, this is legit. You can win real cash for your picks on pro wrestling. So you go to WrestleRumble.com, 
Um, and you can purchase an entry. I believe it's ten dollars. Uh, they have prop bets on everything on the card. Who you think is going to win? Um, is there going to be foreign objects in the match? How are people going to win? You, you're awarded points for every match, and in the end, you can win prizes real cash prizes. Sometimes they give away replica belts. They've given away tickets to events in the past. Um, and so last month, all three of us placed in the top 20, which actually was pretty surprising because I've, I've done Wrestle Rumble several times and never placed in the top 20. It is difficult, but last month, all three of us placed in the top 20. And I'm being a little modest. I did win $50. Yeah, you beat me by two points, and I was sick over it. <laughs> I was so pissed. <laughs> so but, if you want to win cash, man, check it out. It's fun. It makes watching the pay-per-views. It adds another dimension to it, I think. It makes it exciting. So yeah. check and out listen to this show because obviously we, we know what the hell we're talking about. That's listening, right. this, listening to this show can make you money. That's it's, unbelievable to me. It's true because we all went with what we said on the show, and we all placed in the top 20, and all of us are very close to winning cash. So uh, definitely you know got to throw you know out that shout-out. You know where you got me? I think because Samoa Joe won by disqualification. Uh-huh. And I had AJ winning that match. I think, yeah, it was close. I was like one point away from a couple hundred bucks or something. Yeah, and yeah, we were. I mean, we would like the difference between first and I think I was like sixth or something. I was right behind you, sixth or seventh, and or whatever. Yeah. And yeah, the difference between first and sixth was was very close. Yeah, so it's fun. Check it out. Uh, they are partners of the show, like I said. So I'll be tweeting out the link at our Twitter account at Top Rope Nation. Uh, but thanks to Russell Rumble for sponsoring Top Rope Nation. And uh, yeah, highly recommend them. So guys, uh, the show this Sunday, again, like I was saying, this one is a little more difficult, I think, than last month to pick winners. But there's some intriguing matches. Television of late, I've not really cared for too much. In particular, Raw has felt pretty slow to me. Um, pretty SmackDown, phone didn't go home week, in my yeah. opinion. It kind of felt like they knew they were up against, you know, Monday Night Foot doubleheader on Monday Night Football, and they're just like, they threw in the towel, man. I think this, uh, I'll, I'll throw it around and see what you guys think, but for me, the best thing on television has been the AJ Styles Samoa Joe feud. What would you say, Justin? Um, Probably Jeff Hardy's face paint. <laughs> I love how my daughter screams clown every time she sees him on TV. <laughs> she points at the team and goes, clown, clown. I'm like, yep, that, yep, he's a clown. What do you think, Kyle? My wife once referred to Jeff Hardy as a cross between Vanilla Ice and a magician. <laughs> <laughs> While we're continuing with that, so I don't know, yeah. Um, yeah, the AJ Joe stuff's been really good. Um Maybe I'm in the minority. I have liked the Mizanins versus Danielsons feud. I think it's, um, you know, I think there's some people out there who view it as like some kind of disappointment. I think it's exactly what I thought it would be. And I think it's been very good. Um, yeah, other than that, I'll tell you what wasn't the highlight was that Asuka Naomi promo that we got on SmackDown. Holy God, who greenlit that thing? <laughs> oh, you didn't know? I mean, whew. I knew it was kind of racist. <laughs> yeah. No, I loved... Did, um, you, did you know Asuka is, is Japanese? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to say that the, I like the change of pace with the, the Styles promo this week, the empty arena deal. Mm -hmm. I thought that was really fresh. I really liked his promo a lot. They used uh, to do that kind of more. I mean... Yeah. It wasn't, it's never been a regular thing on WWE TV, but I feel like in the 80s and the 
early to mid nineties, you would see that occasionally, mm-hmm. you know, that they would do an interview, like maybe like Vince would sit down and interview the guy, you know, like, Hey, we were here earlier today. And it, it's always a cool, yeah, it, it is cool. Yeah. And I like Joe telling the storybook thing yes. is kind of entertaining. Hey, we're all dads, man. We can, you know, relate to that book. It's a lot better than some of the books I read at, you know, eight 30 <laughs> Eastern time. Um, Anything stuck out for you this week, Justin, on either Raw or SmackDown that you particularly enjoyed on the go-home shows? Uh, the Authors of Pain, their their new outfits, uh, kind of like the brighter green camo. I, I don't know if you guys are comic book nerds at all, but um, if you read uh, any of the Batman stuff with Bane and how he has to take Venom and he, when he's really small and made him big, I'm really hoping that there's going to be a, a story about how Paul Ellering and uh, Drake Maverick have been giving venom to the bushwhackers and so that the authors of pain are actually the bushwhackers and they, they can change their name to either authors of bush or the pain whackers <laughs> like authors of bush uh, authors of bush yeah how about these 205 live guys man all getting um well not all but we're starting to see them get moved into these like managerial roles with leo rush you know, going to be the mouthpiece for Bobby Lashley. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Drake Maverick stuff is odd. <laughs> I'm not sure I'm a huge. Fan it was of out it of the, so well. I think it was. I think you know there was a report out there. This is uh, a financially driven thing that you know these guys are making X amount of dollars and only being used, you know, a mm-hmm. certain amount. So they're, I think, trying to get a little bit more return on those individual investments. Yeah. So should we just take it through the card one match yeah. at a time? Do yeah, the- I, it's interesting with the show, and I feel we say this every WWE pay-per-view. The TV has not been great. I think we're all in agreement there. But if you look at this card, like, and I guess this is true for any pay-per-view in the history of wrestling, if it's booked well, I think this pay-per-view could be really good. Um, there's almost, when I look at this show, you almost see, like, the benefit of having split brands because it, everything kind of feels important mm-hmm. is that fair you know yeah. i mean there's only eight matches on this show which i liked i was really worried that they were going to like do something like add like kevin owens against bobby lashley or another balor corbett match i'm glad they didn't but you know everything feels like it's kind of built and is important in respect of those two brands yeah no i agree it's a solid card uh, a lot of potential i think sunday night we'll probably be talking that this was a good show um overall we've we've said the last several pay-per-views and uh I don't think this will be any different. Um, this week on SmackDown, we had the new number one contenders crowned for the tag team titles, which was the six-team tournament they've been doing over the last couple of weeks. And uh, Rusev and Aiden English got the victory over the bar, which might have surprised some people. Um, I do got to shout out Aiden English's new YouTube channel. If you guys have not checked it out, he uh, has a new show on YouTube called Wrestling with Whiskey. And I got to ask Justin if he has seen it. I haven't even heard about it, but I'm yeah. definitely going to check it out now. Yeah, I wow, that's news to me. And it no, it's it's cool. cool. Yeah. No, I I actually threw him a message on Twitter. I'm trying to get him to come on our show because, uh, especially Justin, I know 
you know, he's, he's, he likes the hard stuff. <laughs> he would like talking about that. And uh, yes, he does. Honestly, the show does. <laughs> honestly, his show does not. It doesn't do a lot of viewers so far, but I, it'll certainly grow just because he's got a lot of exposure being on TV and a lot of followers on Twitter and everything. But it's pretty cool. So check that out. But uh, I think it's cool to see him getting a, a title opportunity alongside Rusev here against the New Day. And uh, as far as the winners on this match go, fellas, where do we think this one is headed? Uh, Kyle, go ahead. I think a title change here would be a linear move at best. Um, New Day are, the, I think, seen by the promotion and probably are the more proven act. Um, so I'm not sure, like if you switch the titles, what do you do with new day? And, and I think that's kind of my key here. You have to look what becomes of the loser to pick your winner. And Rusev day is probably going to split up. They've been trying to kind of sort of get you to forget about that, which leads me to believe that they are probably doing it after this show. And, uh, you know, you talk about Aiden English. I, if they do do the split, I kind of hope he's the heel in the feud because to me, he would be dead as a baby face because Rusev would just mow over him as a monster heel and go on to something else. Yeah. So new days, the pick here, they just kind of won the titles. I, I just, you know, I mean, I guess, you know, some people are like, well, Rusev day wins something new. And then, you know, maybe new day can break up. There's been absolutely zero indication uh, of that direction. So new days, Michael. But yeah, same here. I, I would also go in New Day only because I just feel like it's too early for a title change, and it just it, it kind of seemed like it was coming out of nowhere. But to counter Kyle's point that like, what do you do with New Day if they lose? What do you do with them if they win? Like, who's out there that we haven't seen them face a million times? I think you just have them do New Day things, <laughs> if that makes sense. Like, hey, we're gonna let's have you know. Big E, hey, we were doing this pancake gimmick. Well, now he's actually making pancakes uh, <laughs> during the match, which was kind of a hoot, to be honest with you. I thought, because I, I kind of like, they really didn't make a big deal about it. Like they just referenced it once. And at the end of the match, he was still like stirring the big bowl. <laughs> I got a little bit of a chuckle out of that. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with the New Day too, just because it would be a little early to switch the belts. And uh, I don't see that. I mean, it could happen. But if I'm betting, which I will be at Wrestle Rumble, I got to go with the New Day um, on this one. And also key too, and this is going to be a theme with my picks. You have to take a look um, at that Australia show. Mm-hmm. I think a little bit. Um, I think the New Day is scheduled to work the bar there in a tag title match. You know, not that that couldn't be changed, but um, you know, I mean, even if Rusev Day, I mean, to counter Justin's counter, if Rusev Day was the champion, what would you just do? Rematches, I guess. Yeah. You know, I mean, there isn't a lot of fresh matchups in the SmackDown tag t- title scene, quite frankly. Yeah. If you look at the landscape. Well, we've said before that it'd be so much more strong if they just had one set of tag team titles that went between the brands. Tag team division would be awesome if they had that. But we don't, and here we are. And so we get a lot of repetitive matchups. But this one, this one's actually fresh. So I think it'll be a fun match, you know. Yeah. New day, Rusev day. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of days. <laughs> uh, raw tag titles. Let's just jump right to that. So Ziggler and Drew, your boy, Kyle, your favorite Twitter user, Dolph Ziggler. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about my actual boy, Drew McIntyre. 
and against Rollins and Ambrose. Okay, so this is another one where it'd be soon to switch the titles. Um, I could certainly see Rollins getting, and Ambrose getting a run with the titles before they eventually break up. Um, however, I am going to pick Ziggler and McIntyre to retain here, I believe. Let's go to Justin first this time. I just I kind of feel like they're setting up where the Shield gets to come out with all the titles. Um, it does feel too soon, but I also kind of see this as this could be just a back and forth thing for a little while with the the titles playing hot potatoes between Ziggler, McIntyre, and Rollins and Ambrose. Um, I'm going to go with those two, but I, I could easily see it going the other way. And also, just for the record, since we haven't been going for a while, seeing Drew McIntyre come out next to Braun Strowman, holy shit, is that he's a big boy. I didn't realize how big he was, especially, you know, coming up from NXT. He, all he is, is he's just not quite as thick as Braun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's, I think we've talked about this on the show before. That's a great point by Justin. Um, that, you know, 10 years ago, maybe Drew McIntyre would not have been considered a, a quote unquote big guy in WWE, you know, which has always been, you know, the big guy promotion throughout its history. But like, he is a flat out big guy in 2018. In this promotion, I mean, even like you know, people you, you see him, and I mean, it's not just the way it, it's shot with him next to Ziggler. He he's legitimately big. He's one of the biggest guys in the promotion, and I I actually think him being I have this in my notes. I don't think him being partnered or like in a group with Braun does him any favors then in that regard, because you know he did come across as the big badass. Like you know, I mean, I know Dolph shot this down on Twitter. When somebody referenced, but you know, the diesel to Dolph's HBK for a lazy comparison. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, he doesn't, you know, next to Braun, some of that like big guy badassness is marginalized a bit, I think. Yeah. Although, I mean, despite what Justin just said, that he, you know, is almost as big as him, but I think people, you know, kind of, you know, Braun is the big guy in this promotion. You know, yeah. he's, the, he's, he's the giant. Yeah. So, Justin, you got you got the shield winning. Yeah, I I I definitely think WWE wants at least that one one shot of all of those guys holding the titles. All right, I I agree with that. I do think that's going to happen eventually, but I'm going to side with Ryan here uh, and say that Dolph and Drew retain. Kind of a similar situation to the SmackDown title picture, where I feel when Dolph and Drew lose these titles, that act is kind of over, right? Like, what yeah. do you do with them once they lose these tag titles? It feels like, quite frankly, if <laughs> I've been saying this for a long time, that, you know, I kind of can't wait till Drew does something on his own, kind of ditches Dolph. But um, we know these guys are at least staying together to the Australia show. So um, I, I'm going to – and they did just win the titles. By the way, our first show since they've um, kind of revamped the Raw tag title scene, which I think we would all agree – is for the better. I mean, this feels so much more important than like when your boys, the B team had it or oh, yeah. Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, to be honest, they should have just done this months ago. Yeah. We were kind of saying at that time too, that there was so much more that they could do. Um, but they were <laughs> kind of wasting the titles on mid card acts. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Dolphin drew, honestly, when they got together, they should have just beat Bray and Matt. They should not have, like, you know, the B team, it was cute for like four weeks, but come on, that's not a championship level act. Yeah. All right. Let's go to the Danielsons versus the Mizanins. 
and the mixed tag team match, which Kyle has been a huge fan of, apparently. It's good. I mean, are you wrong? I mean, do you think this stinks? Uh, I'm not that enthused with it. It's okay. Um, I don't know. <laughs> it's not. It's not really where I want to see Daniel Bryan, but it is what it is. What do, what do you think, Justin? I, I'm right there with you. I don't think it's bad, but it definitely leaves me wanting. And it, I, and just as far as this match goes, I'm not really into WWE's version of mixed tag matches. Yeah. He should be having 20 minute matches every week, like they do it all in. <laughs> you had to do it. You had to go there. Yeah. No, I don't. I, think, I think this feud. I mean, didn't ever wasn't everyone saying, "Oh, this Brian Miz feud's gonna be great." I mean, this is a logical extension of it. Yeah. Uh, I think the. Can we go to AJ versus Joe next? Yeah. yeah. After this, okay, because I think this situation and that, like, it, it is you know. We should talk about the larger picture on SmackDown moving forward. I think they're kind of interrelated. Um, the women should be involved in the decision here to set up a match at Evolution, in my opinion. I don't think there's... The only thing I don't see happening, I'm convinced won't happen here, is Daniel Bryan pins Miz. Because this would be an odd spot for that pinfall to happen, I think. You guys agree with that? You know, if, if, yeah. you, if you want that that big... Daniel Bryan pinfall on Miz. You're not going to do it in the mix, a mixed tag. You're going to do it in a one-on-one situation. Mm-hmm. Um, whichever, and then looking ahead, and this is why I kind of want to couple this with the AJ Joe match. We know Bryan's going to work Miz at Australia, and the winner there is the number one contender. Okay, and this is where I think things get interesting, and we can have a good discussion. Okay, we all, I think, again, and please correct me if you think differently, have changed your mind. Daniel Bryan eventually is going to be the WWE champion, correct? Of course. Absolutely. Do you disagree, Justin? Or you, you gave a look. I agree. I agree. Okay. I, right. I wouldn't say 100%, but I agree. Okay. I mean, you're right. I guess it could be 100%. But I mean, he's clearly resigned now. I think maybe there was some trepidation at first, but he's clearly resigned. Um. So how do you get there? And that's why I want to couple these together. You could, you know, I think... A lot of people, the traditional wrestling booking says Miz beats AJ Styles and Brian chases, does a long chase to him. You know, maybe um, Miz wins the title, swears he will never defend it against Daniel Bryan, but Bryan wins the Rumble and they set up a match at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's, that's true. That's traditional booking. How tradition. Yeah, I know. However, WWE is not the keenest on traditional booking, and doing that would require a lot of discipline and nuance. Two things that they're also not known for with their booking. So I got to thinking, do they just skip Miz as a transitional champion? And... Are they going to have Daniel Bryan beat AJ Styles? Because no, again, this, not. okay, you don't think so? No, here I have a theory. Okay, <laughs> but th- this is why I say, okay, hear me out here. Okay, well, I know you're going to pick Samoa Joe probably to win the title. That's where we're different. Yes. Uh, I, I, spoiler alert: I, I am picking AJ. I, I think Joe has very little chance to win the title. Um, so, so that's why I'm kind of going in this direction. Um, Joe would be a complete transitional champion, for the record. 
Okay. And so this actually works to my larger point. Okay. This is where modern booking comes in and the way WWE kind of looks at its audience. They're going to look at a situation where if you have a transitional champion to Daniel Bryan as too obvious. And eh, why would we drag this out? Everyone knows Bryan's going to just win anyway. So they might do a situation. Hey, let's give them AJ and Daniel Bryan. That's a match they would like. And they don't know who's going to win in that scenario. And so while it's not the best story in the traditional sense, I think it's kind of the way they attack. And attack, I don't mean that like kind of an adversarial term. I, I think just maybe I should use a different word, approach. It's audience. I could see that happening. The, the only problem with that is that SmackDown is suffering from a, a pretty vacant uh, lack of baby faces right now and to have two of your top baby faces, you know, kind of have a, a, a title feud. Well, it's, and we already have Shinsuke sitting there with like nobody to feud with. And by the way, I, I should say I was, I was very like, I think everybody else very disappointed that Shinsuke is not on this card because, um, you know, I always, every WWE pay-per-view, I look forward to getting that 30 minute nap during his matches. So, um, <laughs> um oh i'm sorry uh back back to the point at hand um i I just you know that's an interesting point justin but i'll counter with okay let's look at the calendar let's say the mizanins win this match okay at hell in a cell i think it's logical because you know if you want the feud to keep going now this is injecting a little tradition back and things the heels win Okay. Um, you could have Maurice do some heelish thing to pin Brie, which sets up their match at Evolution. You could have Miz then still beat Daniel Bryan in Australia and become the number one contender. Or that's just where you have Bryan beat Miz. Mm-hmm. And then Bryan goes on and then he just kind of does a one and done program with AJ. It's like Survivor Series, perhaps. All right, here's what I got. So I think Miz and Maurice are going to win. Okay. Uh, I think Brian, well, if you look at traditional WWE booking, so Brian and Bree kind of stood tall at the end of SmackDown this week. Yeah, Bree. but but they have gotten away because I, I noticed that too. Yeah. So yeah, I, I would... think I think I got Miz and Maurice winning. I got Brian getting the pin on Miz in Australia, becoming the number one contender. I think, spoiler alert, we haven't got to the match yet. I think Joe's going to win the title. And then you're going to have Brian defeat Joe for the title, maybe at Survivor Series. And then you've got from Survivor Series until WrestleMania, where you could do Brian defending against Shinsuke at Rumble. And eventually we get to Brian and Styles at WrestleMania. Hmm. I think... Because of the lack of success, and I think that's a fair term to use, of AJ and Shinsuke and the babyface, babyface scenario in WrestleMania, they may not go back to that for a WrestleMania. No, I got Brian and Styles at WrestleMania. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I don't know if they're going to do that. But different again, because they just. But he, he's, he's just saying like babyface, babyface. Yeah. yeah. I see and, that. And, but and, these, and this we, is like a dream match. It really is. And, and so. we, well, that's what they said about AJ versus Shinsuke and how that turned out. It's boy, that's true, your, but your boy, your boy Snorsuke forgot to turn it up to six, like always. Well, but Shinsuke 
has not got over on the main roster like either of these guys. Like Styles, incredibly popular. Brian, incredibly popular. Yeah. That is a huge WrestleMania well, match. And, I, and- I could see Brian getting his run after defeating Joe. Um, they could draw that out, maybe two pay-per-views. Um, Brian wins the title, moves on, gets a few challenges like like a Nakamura because that's another dream match people want to see. That'd be like a big Royal Rumble defense or something like that. You could have Styles winning the Rumble, and then you build towards uh, Styles and and Brian. But I think that's a WrestleMania. Match. I, I'm going to. I would definitely hold off on uh, Brian and Styles mm. for a while. I'm going to agree with your pick on the Mazanans here and pretty much disagree with everything else. <laughs> All right. Hey, who won the money on Wrestle Rumble, Kyle Ross? Yeah, because of AJ Joe. And I know I'm getting you back this time, I think. Yeah, you, you could. You could. All right. So we got all our winners there then? Well, well who did Justin pick here? The Danielsons or the Mazanans? <laughs> For what? I, I don't know why, but I find it so annoying that you call them the Mazanans. <laughs> it's their last name. I, I know. I know. I don't know why. I what do you want me to the it couple? I mean, I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, I'm going the it couple. All right. Oh, you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I upload these podcasts, it asks me explicit rating. And I'm like, what did Kyle say this week? Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> All right. SmackDown women's title. Well, no, let's talk about AJ and Joe. Let, let's oh, get well, that. Yeah, I want to do that. I know that you gave it. And yeah, I, I gave, I gave it. it. But but I, I actually wanted to bring... Um, Spoiler alert, I, I think AJ. Um, but I wanted to get something first. A, a listener of our show, by the way, my good friend Chad. Let, let, let's get Justin's pick first because I have to find the question first. Wait, did we, we meet, have, did we meet Chad in, in New Orleans, myself and Justin? Yes, you did. He was okay. there. He was absolutely freaking tattooed, I think, at that time, man. <laughs> let me take a look here. Hold on. Let me get the quick because we have questions here on Top Rope Nation this week. Hey, by the way, if you got any questions for us, shoot us a message at Top Rope Nation. You can also hit us up on email, topropenation at gmail.com. Send an email to the show. If you got anything you want to hear us talk about, questions, uh, any insults for Kyle, what have no. you, no, toproponation at gmail.com. Why would there be insults towards me? Why wouldn't there be insults? All right. Well, guess what? You know, here's a fine human being, my good buddy Chad, who didn't send an insult. Rather, sent a question. Uh, He wanted some clarification of something that we talked about on our SummerSlam recap show. Uh, Said uh, you, he was referring to me, said during the SummerSlam recap show, you have no problem with DQ finishes. And then he starts getting accusatory towards me by saying, you would have a problem with DQ finishes if it was a $40 pay-per-view. And he goes on to say, I still don't like DQ finishes for network shows, TV. It's okay. Uh, I said, that's a great question. I'm going to answer it on our Hell in a Cell preview show. So I went, okay. I don't know about you guys. Like, sometime along the way here as the internet, you know, spawned more and more fans, DQs became a dirty thing. Okay. For me, though, it's all about circumstance and who it is. In the case of AJ and Joe at SummerSlam, that was a mid-card title match, a a middle-of-the-card title match, right? Mm -hmm. And the issue with a DQ, like, I'm not a hard, fast rule guy. Like, I'm not like, oh, DQ, that shit. The issue with DQs is when it doesn't lead anywhere, when it's just a way um, for neither guy to lose. WCW was very guilty of that. 
in its hate in the heyday of Nitro. But in this case, it built to another match um, where there's going to be a winner. So I had no problem with the DQ. I mean, what did you guys? I think we all we we're all kind of all in agreement. We didn't that, mind the DQ finish at SummerSlam. No, if it, if it serves the story, then yeah, I'm fine with it. Mm-hmm. And the crowd was not pissed at that DQ, by the way. Remember, Joe made the comment to AJ's wife. They were like, ooh. And then it wasn't a cheap DQ. It was the baby face losing his cool, and they were into it yeah. when AJ attacked Joe with the chair. So, um, and also for the record, they, they should not have beaten Samoa Joe in that situation. It, it's, it was much better that Samoa Joe was not pinned uh, in that situation for this feud to continue because Joe has kind of, you know, he's a guy who has lost, I think, a little too clean in some of his big matches before, uh, whether you're talking Brock Lesnar or Roman Reigns. So it was the DQ at SummerSlam was absolutely 100% the right call. And people who want to say, oh, DQ, that's stupid just because the DQ, I think are missing the point. Quite frankly, don't understand professional wrestling. What do you got to say about that? Well, I didn't mind the finish um, (laughs) because of a lot of the reasons that you said. The one thing that I disagree with is I thought they were going to use the DQ finish to go to a Hell in a Cell match. Yeah, I know know you got issues with that. Well, frankly, this should be the Hell in a Cell match, not Hardy and Orton. I think we would all agree. See, I'll I'll save my counter to that when we get to that match. But uh, no, I agree. They shouldn't they shouldn't have beat Joe early. And so if Joe was not going to win the title, that's the best, the next best option. I would still like to see Joe get a run with the title, which is one of the reasons I'm picking him because he's just been off the charts the last couple of months doing the best promo work in the company. Solid wrestler, I think would be a great heel champion and and something that SmackDown hasn't had. So yeah, I think I'd love to see Joe get the title run and I'm going to pick him to get it here. I just think they don't view Joe as the main champion of a brand. He's they view him as a utility guy. They can plug in different spots in the card. Now that does not mean he has not, he hasn't done an excellent job. But I've yeah. said this before. But again, they had Jinder Mahal as champion for months and months. So like I w- I might have said that before that happened. But since that happened, Jinder what, Mahal can be WWE champion. Certainly Samoa Joe. The problem is they saw Jinder as this thing that could. It was kind of this swing and miss situation where they saw, you know, oh my God, the India market's so covered. We're going to put him. It's going to be this great thing. And then when it wasn't, they're like, what the fuck are we doing with Jinder Mahal? Yeah. You I know, mean, it was a long title run, but yeah, that that certainly was why they did it. I just yeah. I just feel like they got to get the title of Brian. I don't think they're going to do a Brian Styles match right away. They're going to save that for a bigger moment. So mm-hmm. to me, Get the belt on Joe, give him a couple months and get it to Brian. That's that's what I see happening. Certainly doesn't mean it's going to happen, but in my mind, that would be great. Would it be fair if I compared made a career comparison of Samoa Joe to Eddie Guerrero? In a sense that, you know, I think Eddie was out of this world in the ring in the 90s, but he didn't really have the character down. He wasn't a great promo when he's in WCW. You fast forward to kind of the end of his role, like 2005, Eddie Guerrero, he had that fucking character down. He was unbelievable on the mic, but his body had kind of betrayed him and he wasn't the worker he once was. I don't think it's quite like that with Joe. I don't think Samoa Joe was ever as good a worker as Eddie Guerrero personally, but man, it's just like Eddie. If you could have combined a 97 Eddie in the ring with 2005 Eddie on the mic, if you could combine like 
0405 Samoa Joe from ROH with 2018 Joe on the mic. Holy shit, would that be a great wrestler? Mm-hmm. I just these two again, by the way, are having another match in Australia. I just I come back to it. I, I don't think they're gonna do it. I don't think Joe gets the quickie title run. I don't. AJ Styles is the pick. All right, Justin, what do you think? Uh AJ Styles is my pick. Um great I, pick. I love could... Justin. <laughs> uh regarding your your guys's conversation earlier i didn't really weigh in as far as the long-term booking uh outside of i am down with the traditional booking of it i i i want to for one he deserves it so i want to see miz with a long title run um and i would love to see some way where you know he beat brian at SummerSlam. him and maurice beat Daniel and Bree at Hell in the Cell. Then Miz beats him at Super Showdown. And so why does he have to fight him again? And so he avoids him until WrestleMania. Uh, I could see a scenario where Joe wins it just because I think he deserves to at least have his name attached as being a WWE champion. And then AJ wins it back at super showdown that also gives that show you know that little extra oomph i and i think you need to tease out brian getting that title run until wrestlemania so oof, that's a long time yeah not really it's not that long it's right around the corner we're old time comes quick (laughs) uh there was a like look what year is this again? 2018? <laughs> 25 years ago and before, that is absolutely what they would have done. You know, it's kind of what they did with, like, Lex Luger, remember? You know, you've got one shot. If you don't mm-hmm. win it, you'll never get it again. And he, he, you know, won by count out at SummerSlam against Yoko. But then he got to enter the Rumble, and then he got the second. And then, of course, it didn't work out anyway because everyone liked Bret Hart better. But... um you know, that's what they did then. And and I, I certainly think that if this feud was taking place, yeah, early 90s or the 80s, that's what they do. But it, it's 2018 is a different world. I don't think WWE has the discipline to do that. And, I, and, go ahead. I have an issue with something. Well, that both, of, both of you have actually mentioned it. Okay. And I think it's something that's kind of exclusive to the current era of wrestling. When somebody does a good job, oh, he he deserves it. He deserves to win the title because he's done a good job. Man, there's been a lot. Like, I've watched a lot of wrestling. There have been a lot of guys who've done great jobs and not been rewarded with it with a title. And, like, I view it. It's like, yeah, like, that's what I said was kind of my point. Joe has done a phenomenal job in this series, pun intended. But I don't think that necessarily means he has to win the title just because he's done a great job. Yeah, I think you say the same thing about The Miz, though, too. I mean, we've sung the praises of The Miz on this show for years now of being a, a great for the record. He has been the great part of that feud. Yes. Like, every time he's on the mic, he's just tremendous. But, like, what we've, what uh, you guys, Kyle especially, has been saying about Samoa Joe and if, if they actually see him as a champion. Now, I know Miz has had the title before. I'm not so sure they see The Miz as a guy to hold the world title. And okay, so see, that's a great point. My buddy Chad, who kind of started this conversation, has been like, blow, oh, you know, I, I guess like Wade Keller 
him and Bruce Mitchell have been big on this. That's been one of their talking points that, you know, the Miz is not a guy you put the world title on, which I counted that by saying, I think the Miz is one of the biggest stars in this company. That's my view. He's been solid and everything. But my question would be like, he hasn't gotten a run. He's been great for years now. So that's why I'm not sure that they, they see him as that guy. And if they go, if they do go to Miz as the world champion, then they for sure got to do the Brian thing. Like you, you've been speculating about it at Maney or something. But I also think like they might believe that that goose has cooked, that they've already done the Brian Miz thing. So why do they need to do it again at WrestleMania? They're Which doing, like, brings they're right now. full circle to my point that I think there is a decent chance that Daniel Bryan will beat AJ Styles for the WWE title. Well, I guess I, I, I had a similar, but it was Samoa Joe. But yeah. Okay. I, I think they're going to take the transitional champion out of it. Well, that's why I thought Joe to Brian to Brian AJ. I just, I don't think they're going to do Brian Miz at WrestleMania because they're doing it right now. Now, I, I just don't think they'll see a reason. To do Remember it. that Brian interview when he's like, oh, I would love to do a long-term story with yeah. them, <laughs> but this company doesn't do good long-term storylines. Yeah. I mean, he might've just been saying it tongue in cheek or whatever, but um. You're right. I mean, when was the last time WWE did a storyline that started kind of this time of year and blew it off at WrestleMania? Like Edge Undertaker? Jericho Owens? Yeah. Yeah, but they were like a team, though. Like, that was like an act. Like, that that Festival of Friendship turn was in in the new year. Well, like the Brian Authority stuff went on for quite a while. What's that? The Brian versus the authority stuff. And when Brian finally won the title. Well, yeah, but it also went away until the fans said, uh, excuse me, Dave Batista, Randy Orton, ending WrestleMania in 2014 is a terrible idea. But it was a pretty long-term story either way. It wasn't intended to be, though. No, but it was. This would have have to be intended to be. But it wasn't intended to be. They went away from it. Like Daniel Bryan was wrestling Bray, was a member of the Wyatt family. And no, I know, I know but you asked when was the last time they did a long, they did, but a they long didn't intend story. to do it. Like this would be intentionally done. But your question wasn't, did they attend to it? It was, yes, it was. was it? That's what I meant. Because <laughs> it was a long term story. No, it wasn't. It was a, it was something they were forced to bring back. Right, because but the, it, WWE, <laughs> WWE had no intention of making Daniel Bryan the world champion um, in December of 2013. No, I know, I know, See, but the the WrestleMania thing went back to months and months. Yeah, by retconning, retconning. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, let's not give WWE too much credit. They were their hand was forced. Yeah, it made for a nice. I mean, it's incomprehensible. Yeah, they tied it all together. I mean, it was yeah. a story. I mean, it was I mean, don't get me wrong. Yeah, don't get me wrong. It was it when you watch SummerSlam 2013 and how that show ends. It is incomprehensible that the long term plan was not for Daniel Bryan to get his revenge. Mm-hmm. It's incomprehensible. But it wasn't at first. Yeah. Well, there are many directions the SmackDown World Title could go, and hopefully, by the time they make some changes, this title actually main events the show because it has not main evented shows in quite a long time. It feels like. Yeah, I'll tell you what, baby, <laughs> Roman must pose. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get to that SmackDown Women's Title match. Uh, Charlotte and Becky Lynch, obviously. The Becky Lynch thing's been well documented. Check our archives. We talked at length about it a couple weeks ago. Um, this one, I do think Becky Lynch gets her moment. I'm gonna go with Becky Lynch on this one. Justin, go ahead. 
I think this feud has to end with Becky getting the title, but it just feels to me a little too soon to do it. Uh, I feel like there's still some build, some heat that, you know, some momentum they can get with this, especially out of Becky. I mean, if, if, if they realize what they have with this uh, Becky fan base right now, and an impossible, you know, I think we've made the comparisons before with Daniel Bryan, then there's no way you let her get the title right now. You just continue to piss off the fans um, and maybe build to a double turn at evolution or something with Charlotte. But I'm definitely going Charlotte here. The only difference between her and Daniel Bryan is that Becky Lynch is the heel. Um, The double turn is a possibility. I don't think they're going to do it. They're going to dig their heels in. I could be wrong, but I think they're digging their heels in on this thing. Um, So that leaves either Charlotte retaining by, I guess she could, I guess she could win indecisively or there's some sort of schmoz um, or Becky wins the title and stays heel. I, I do agree with Justin that this feud's obviously going to continue. I mean, this is not, something I mean, they're they're working in australia against this is another re- match it's gonna be rematched in australia i have spoiler alert have no title changes on this card yet and i'm definitely not picking braun Strowman. so unless if i'm wrong somewhere else i i find it hard to believe that they're not going to do a title change on the show i know it seems oh man this is to me this is the hardest match to call Charlotte Chase, see, it's so funny because <laughs> Charlotte's the baby face, but Becky's the one the crowd likes. So Charlotte chasing in a traditional way makes sense, but not with their audience, it doesn't. Yeah. You know, I, for, I, for, I, for those, I kind of feel like this, uh, this feud is, this might be unpopular to say, I feel like it, has lost a tiny bit of steam and what yeah i do (laughs) i I felt like the maybe it was just the crowd on smackdown this week i didn't think the crowd was as hot for becky as they were the previous week well it's not brooklyn it ain't toronto i talked about that um but i do just personally i feel like the feud has lost a little it's not i don't feel like it's still going uphill i feel like it's either plateaued or it's lost a little bit so for me that's why i feel like they're going to do the title change to keep it interesting to build the momentum. I don't agree with, I agree with Becky, but I don't agree with that. The feud is, I mean, it was just a kind of a short segment. I don't think that's a fair. I don't know. It's just, it's just kind of a gut feeling I have about it. Go ahead, Justin. Oh, I was just going to say for people only listening, uh, you're really missing out with the visuals when when Kyle really gets stumped on something, you can literally like see and almost hear the wheels turning in his head when he's trying to figure this <laughs> stuff out. Love, love the WWE with all my heart and soul. Now Look is it up pla- on YouTube and subscribe. Now is it plateauing your mind because they're not doing what you want them to do? No, it has nothing to do with what I want them to do. I'm looking at this as an analyst and I feel like it's oh, just... you. you're a broadcast journalist now all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I don't know. I, f- I feel like it's 
not been i they just haven't really done much fresh the last couple weeks i mean it's only gone on for three weeks i just i don't i don't know man i think that's not a fair comment yeah we'll see i thought that i thought the face-to-face was really good i I mean the the first the first attack she had on charlotte from behind was awesome when she called her a bitch and all that um but since then i don't know i thought the face was the same i mean I, i think it's a case of well they just have television to do they had to do i mean the match could have already happened. They'd already done the their work, to be honest with you. But it's a thing that's like, well, we've got to have them do something on TV this week. So we're going to have Becky dress up as a fan and attack her. I mean, I mean, it, it didn't. I mean, it, yeah, it was not. Um, it was not the hottest moment of the feud. But uh, um, I don't know. I think this match is going to be extraordinarily heated. I think this match will have as much heat as anything on the card, to be honest with you. So if Charlotte wins. Doesn't Becky lose her heat? I don't know. Because how they finish it. Yeah, because this is so unique because you have a... Because I don't think they're doing a double turn. I don't. I think they're digging their heels in. So if Charlotte wins, what you're trying to do is hope the crowd stays invested by the heel chasing, which is such an odd dynamic. Yeah. No. So uh, the traditional in the again, traditional, you have the baby face chase. But the issue is, and this is when my wheels started turning and Justin apparently could see it in my head, um that the baby face isn't who the fa- a large part of the fans want to see get the title. Like, you know, having Charlotte do a traditional, you know, lose the title and then chase Becky, well, you know, that's not a traditional babyface chase because you have a you know you have a large portion of the audience who wants the heel. I actually think if you give Becky the title, you have a better chance to manipulate the audience the way you want them to because you've given Becky the title, and the, you've you know the fans will kind of get it out of their system. Mm-hmm. Because the the longer Becky doesn't win the title, the more it's going to make her a babyface in that particular portion of the fan base's eyes. So if I'm WWE, you know what I, I've the the wheels have turned for the final time. Justin Becky Lynch to me, if I'm the, if I'm in that room, put the fucking title on Becky. Let's get have them get it out of their system, and then we can tell the story we want to tell. Uh, I love when we work this all out together. It's nice. It's like therapy. So. If they don't put it on Becky, I think they drag it on too long. She loses her heat because this isn't the type of character that chases, like you were saying. Yeah, well, heels don't chase. <laughs> no, and well, but she's like the cool heel, right? Where they they might be okay with her getting cheered now if you read some reports. Well, okay, so the big comparison that's been drawn is like on the male side. Obviously, Steve Austin was kind of that kind of character, but Steve Austin like didn't keep coming up short winning the title. Like he got his big title match, he won the title. Um, by then he was a, by then he was a face, but you know he wasn't throughout '97. He wasn't getting title matches when he was the heel yeah. that was cool to cheer. He wasn't getting title matches. He wasn't put in that situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah the only the only title match I think he ever got in '97 was just after he had just turned. He worked Undertaker, Cold Day in Hell. Yeah, so he wasn't put in the situation of he's going to come up short because. Yeah, that that style of character can't chase. It doesn't make sense. 
it would have it would have kind of killed his heat a little bit like the cool heel stuff but I yeah like. yeah i i would i would actually give the fans what they want just so you can tell the story you want then because mm-hmm. once becky wins i think then all of a sudden the crowd's not fighting you as much anymore right now, they might be fighting you in terms of, all right, we still like Becky more than Charlotte, but they're not fighting you in terms of the booking. Yeah. So much that, like, Becky needs to be the champion because you've given them Becky as the champion. Right. All right, let's move on to Hardy and Orton. <laughs> By the way, how much simpler would this be if you had a baby face Becky ch- chasing a, a heel Charlotte? It would be so much more logical. Mm-hmm. Well, they didn't do that. <laughs> no, they didn't. They're saving uh, the traditional storytelling for Miz and Brian. Yeah. Uh, Hardy and Orton honestly could care less about this match. Don't care to spend too much time on it. Um, oh, Jesus. So biased. I, I guess I'll go with Jeff Hardy just because Orton's got the better of him constantly. Um, dude, what'd you guys think of that? What'd you guys think of that Jeff Hardy promo on SmackDown that opened the show? Because I thought it was freaking atrocious. I thought it was terrible. Uh, promos have never been his strong suit, and I think he got lost several times. It was one of the most awkward promos I can remember. The, en- the end of it was very <laughs> bizarre. When he got like really dark, enjoy the show. <laughs> There's all you these know, awkward po- uh, pauses where the crowd was deathly silent. Like you literally could hear. You know what, though? Because we get so many blatantly scripted promos, <laughs> like. I remembered that one because it was like it came across as like a guy trying so hard mm-hmm. and like, you know, and, and like I feel that him going and enjoy the show was like the most authentic line from a WWE performer in, you know, a long time. Yeah. <laughs> so winners, guys. A hundred percent. This this would be my one guarantee of the entire show. It's going to be wow. Randy Orton. Because Jeff Hardy is going to be is going to do something stupid, and the person who does something stupid in the Hell in a Cell always loses. Uh, also, side note, Jeff Hardy, please don't kill yourself. So it's going to be Randy Orton. Uh, I'm yeah, I'm with Justin. Randy Orton, um, Ryan, your issue with this being Hell in a Cell, I, I think the devaluing of the Hell in a Cell is not specific to this feud. If you look at this feud, it's been built as a grudge match, no different than AJ and Joe. I mean, I know that AJ Joe's the title match. The issue with the val- with devaluing the Hell in a Cell gimmick is having multiple Hell in a Cell matches on the same card. So I don't care what the second match is. The fact, the problem is having is having a second Hell in a Cell match, period. Not that Randy Orton and Jeff Hardy are in it. Mm-hmm. That That's kind of been my thing. Um, Justin hit on something, too, that I think is the big, topic discussion i kind of have an issue this is just me when the draw of a match is seeing someone take a crazy dive and risk injury i don't really like that Mm -hmm. um to me wrestling should always be about like you know a guy winning and losing it shouldn't be about you know i go back to like shane mcmahon at wrestlemania 32 like everyone's like you know that match was dead the whole time. Why? Because people were just waiting for Shane to go to the fucking top of the cage and do something. And of course, they, I don't know who the fuck Green let those guys get in 30 minutes, but you know, um, I wouldn't have done that. But um, yeah, I, I think that's what's going to happen. Jeff's going to take a crazy bump and he's going to lose. And I, I think, you know, it's a bucket list match for Jeff. I can respect that. Ryan, I think you brought it up last time we were on the show, some interview he cut where he had always wanted to do a hell of a sell. And I think they were kind of rewarding him for it. And um, I think he loses here and takes time off. Randy Orton, 
um, has momentum as a heel, he wins. All right, you guys convinced. I'm changing my pick to Randy Orton. No, wait just a minute. I That's think my mulligan. mulligan. That's Ooh, my hey. mulligan. <laughs> your, your pick, your pick at uh, Russell votes was already in. I'm going to contact them and tell them Russell that. Rumble. Oh, but my bad. Russell, Russell votes is the rumor Twitter account. <laughs> yeah, whoops. <laughs> That's what I meant to say. Um. All right, Ronda and Alexa Bliss. No chance. Ronda loses the yeah. title already. Yeah, this, so this, is, this is the easiest call. I don't know what the odds are, but they should be minus a thousand for Ronda. I I would love to hear somebody try to make an argument that Alexa Bliss wins the title. She should win the title back here. All right. So here's my Alexa Bliss argument. Oh, I fucking love you with all my heart and soul. <laughs> well, I'm kidding. It's Ronda. <laughs> All right. I have liked Alexa using an arm bar, though. That's yeah. kind of fun. Um, all right. Let's get to the main event. Braun and Roman. All right. Here's my rant. I, I said it when it happened. There I said we go. they neutered Braun Strowman when they turned him heel. And I got pushback on this show. On It didn't matter. They're going to do what they want to do because it's Roman Reigns. He must pose. Oh. I'll say it again. They absolutely freaking neutered Braun Strowman. If you watch Raw on this past Monday, this guy is nothing special now. They completely have ruined Braun Strowman off of this heel turn. One of the most mind-boggling heel turns this company has ever done. Makes no sense at all. Braun Strowman has lost almost all of his heat off of this heel turn. The only nobody could care less. This guy, the pops this guy got when he came out previously. He's a heel though now. I know, but it doesn't matter. They, they, nobody cares anymore. And why would you do that? We, I think the conversation we had on the show was that they turned him heel, but it didn't matter. People are going to cheer him anyways. He hasn't lost anything. I said my words on the show were they sacrificed Braun Strowman for Roman Reigns, and that's exactly what they did. Because Roman Reigns, his reactions have not got any better. It did nothing for Roman Reigns. And in the process, they sacrificed all of the interest that people had in Braun Strowman. It's completely neutered him. And they did sacrifice him. That's my point. You're so definitive with everything. Oh, the Chicago Bears are definitely better than the Green Bay Packers. Braun Strowman has definitely been neutered. I mean, <laughs> you always thought of, uh, look, I, I still say TBD with this because I anticipate Braun Strowman's going to be back as a face down the road. And that's when, if people are reacting to him less, that's when then you can definitively say this was a mistake. But, but why would you do it? He, he was already getting those reactions. So why would you take it away and risk it? Look. <laughs> I told you why, because they didn't want to do a baby face versus baby face match. Now, I told you that I think they were wrong in their theory because, you know, baby face versus baby face traditionally sometimes struggles um, both in front of a live audience and to draw because you have an audience that doesn't really want to boo either guy. Well, in this situation, I think we know damn well that there's one of the guys the audience would cheer without question. That would be, but that would be Braun Strowman. And that's not the guy they want you to cheer over everyone else. They want you, they want Roman Reigns to be the guy. And you do have a point that to me, it's not about making Roman number one and sacrifice. It's that by making Roman number one, you're also clearly making Braun number two, which is, I do think a mistake. Um, something we've said on this show that all three of us going back to like June when we were breaking down money in the bank is that Braun as a character is just better served not being in a title picture at all. And he's probably better served being on the opposite brand 
of Roman Reigns, kind of supplementing an AJ or Daniel Bryan uh, when they're the champ. Um, to me, it's all about Roman's Roman's winning here. There's no, they're not after that long chase. They're not taking the title off of him. So the key is how and if Braun's protected. Well, they sure as hell haven't been protecting him lately. I would disagree with that. I think they've been making, they've been making, that's just, that's wrong. That is, now you can talk about that, his reactions. It is. You can talk about how his reactions aren't what they used to be, but he's also a heel. He's not supposed to be getting cheered. He shouldn't be a heel. I get that, but he is a fucking heel. You're missing <laughs> but that was a mistake. Point. But that was a mistake. Okay, fine. But like, coulda, shoulda, woulda. I That's mean, what if, I'm saying is they. It was a mistake, a, and they did a, sacrifice. If it. I had a 12 inch cock, I would have had threesomes in college. Okay, but I mean, guess what? I don't, and I didn't. All right. Like the thing is, it's he has been like he's been port- He's been booked strong. He's been booked as a monster heel. Now, if you don't want him in that role, that's fine. But that's a separate argument. He's not been what, booked not, as a strong heel. It's not I what know. I want. It's common sense. It should be common sense. They sacrificed Braun Strowman. I don't know if you can say that yet. I will only say if they turn him back. Like, look. Did you me, watch Raw? Did you see? Yes. Response in the last few weeks. But it's not supposed to be the same response. Like you're, you're like, oh, they're not responding the same way. Well, they're not. He's. They're not supposed to. Be. Now look, I don't think the crowd wants to see this match. I'll, I'll be honest with you. That's the problem. I don't think the crowd wants it. They went from a situation where there would be more heat if they had just left as is. They, 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 like I, I think this wasn't. I think the dynamic of Braun being as is kind of try to pick his spot, but the shield, you know, sort of protecting Roman was the way to go. Yes. That's what I said when it, when it first happened on our show after bronze. So did I, I I, look, I laid out, I said, I think it's I think that's a pretty compelling storyline, but it's not what they did. I'm not here to say what they should do. I'm just telling you what they are doing. I'm not saying what they should do either. I'm saying what they've done has screwed Braun Strowman. It made no sense at the time. It makes even less sense now. Um, there was no chance that what they were doing was going to get Roman Reigns cheered. Look, if you followed this company for the last four years. So why do it? You had a guy with, leg- there's very few guys in this company that have got the natural response from the crowd when they weren't built to be in that position. Obviously, Daniel Bryan, Braun Strowman has organically got over with the crowd. Unlike anyone in years in this company. And you take all that away just because you don't want to do a babyface versus babyface match. That's freaking nonsense. That is mind-bogglingly stupid that they would do that. And it proves to be stupid each and every week. Go ahead, Justin. <laughs> Justin's well, I, just waiting. I, I was letting you guys go. You guys are doing good. I love you both. <laughs> Kyle's so worked up, he's not wearing pants. <laughs> Kyle is really worked up right now. I, you're the one who's worked up. Oh, no, man. Yeah, you are. I just think that it's like... This definitive, oh, it's over. Like, dude, it's fucking WWE. I didn't say it's over. I'm saying yes, as of right, as of right now. According to you, Braun Strowman might as well quit professional wrestling is what you're saying. No, I never said that, Kyle. <laughs> Kyle, yes. okay, I said he was sacrificed. Okay. Is Braun Strowman getting the responses from the crowd? Does anyone, do people care about Braun Strowman right now? It's I don't the think, level they did a month I ago. I don't think it's that they don't care about Braun Strowman. I think they don't care about him in this match. In this scenario. Well, then, if you don't care about a guy when he's in the world title match, the universal title match, you have a problem with the guy and the way he's been booked. Well, because here's the problem. Here's the disconnect, okay? 
there is a again, it goes back. There is a, and this is why this was not a traditional babyface versus babyface booking situation, because there are a number of people who would absolutely cheer. Like the the the, the problem with babyface versus babyface, like I said, is people sometimes struggle to pick who to cheer for. Well, in this situation, there's a lot of people who would absolutely know who they're picking, right? And because that's the guy they don't want you to pick, that's, I, I think, the kind of the problem. Look, I don't think it's a great idea. I would absolutely not have done this. But I think to, like, say Braun Strowman is, like, done is wrong. That. I did not say that. I said they sacrificed him and neutered him, and he that doesn't mean he can't come back. But well, then, well, as of right he's now, sacrificed or neutered, like he I has don't. because of where he's at right now. You don't, you but can't tell the right future. Now. You can't, you can't tell the future. But I can tell you where he's at now, and where he's at now is in a bad place compared to where he but was. Where's he going to be in six months? Like that's the thing. Like, like the reason that I don't think that, like, I'm not going off the deep end about this is because I honestly think he's going to be a baby face, and again in like five months. And yes, if and like I said, if at that point. The crowd doesn't like him as much as they did before this. Then it was a colossal error. But if he's getting the same reaction he did before, then whatever. It was just a thing WWE did for one month. Because nothing matters, right? Why care? We're all in purgatory. (laughs) I mean, it kind of doesn't. I mean, they do things all the time. I mean, look at the last two WrestleManias. How much has a lot of that stuff mattered? Let's bring Justin join in the conversation. I'm in between you guys. Like I, I, I feel both your comments and I understand and I try and. <laughs> so um, I'm just looking at this. I, I'm confused by some of the booking, but these are two guys that this company is super invested in. They have put on fantastic matches before that they have gone all out on, you know, to, to gimmick up. I I think this is going to be the equivalent of a popcorn movie. This is going to be a popcorn match. They're going to do whatever they can to get both these guys over. I think we're going to see a smosh finish finish because it's too soon to take the title off of Roman reigns. Uh, and that's it. I, I, I'm really looking forward to it. I think they're going to do something at the very least interesting Roman is somehow going to walk out with a title and that's that I'm, I'm I don't want I'm not going to get into the the sacrificial stuff and what well, about Mick Foley as a special rap? yeah so we gotta bring that up because we had someone in our chat Sean who just wanted us to talk about that what do we think Mick's role is going to be in the cage I think they're both going to throw him off the top of the cell oh man <laughs> I don't think he can't take a big bump. Jesus Christ. The guy forgets what city he's in half the time. Um, see, that's what I... Th- I can see gonna- the steam coming out of your ears right now, Kyle. You're starting to cool down. Are they going to do something with him and... I just don't like bad takes. Um, <laughs> I just... Are they going to do something with him and Braun? I wonder. Like, is that how they're going to protect? Yeah, I could see that. that like... I don't know what it would be. And I like, it'd be odd. Is like fully going to somehow cost Braun the match. And that's how they're, cause I think, cause they're, I don't think they're like, I think beating Braun Strowman 
spear Superman punch clean in the middle of the ring would be dumb. They already did that at Elimination Chamber. Yeah, then they had Braun get their heat, which was weird. Remember, they had Braun get his heat back right after? That was odd. I think Mick's going to be involved somehow where they have to maybe open the door because I definitely think McIntyre, Ziggler, Ambrose Rollins are getting involved. I mean, this is going to be, you know, a schmoz for sure. This will be overbooked to the gills for sure. Yeah, like I said, it's going to be a popcorn match. Yeah. I was reading previews um, around the internet earlier on the show, and I I saw more than one site picking Braun Strowman to win, and I was like, are you guys crazy? There's no chance Braun Strowman's winning the title here. So I wouldn't say no chance, but I guess it's just one of those scenarios. I could definitely see them doing it. It was just I would disagree with it. Another issue with this is how quick the match is taking place relative to the angle. Like, again, like in the old days, this would work if this was like a four-month program or something with one match. But the problem is, okay, Braun's not winning the title. What do you do with him then? Anything. He's a monster. Like, he, I mean. Okay, well, that makes kind of my point that they're just going to like, I mean, I think they're just, I, I think in Vince McMahon's eyes, okay, we know this to be true. He just wants to go with what he thinks will be the biggest matchup on that day. You know, who cares, you know, what happened on TV three months ago or where the people want it to go. I think he just views it. He he does want Roman to beat Braun Strowman. But, you know, that kind of makes my point then that, okay, if Braun loses, what do you do with him? And you say, well, anything. He's a monster. And that's why I'm like, yeah, exactly. I don't think this is they're not sacrificing him. That's my whole. But he's point. not a monster anymore. They've cut us balls off. I can't so believe I can't believe so they sacrificed. He's done. So you're saying he's done <laughs> for the done. time being. When he moves on to something what? else, they, they have. This is the point. They have to build him back up now. But that's not hard to do. Why? Why? Why do it in the first place? Why I put yourself know. in that situation? I don't, I don't agree with doing it in the first place. I told you. I don't. I thought that honestly, you, in the brand. If I recall correctly, on the show we did after the heel turn, you weren't that negative on it. No, I said what WWE does. See, here's the problem. I'm the only person I feel on the entire internet who tries to actually understand what they do and doesn't just want to say, this is what I think. And that, and if they don't do what I think, it's shit. For, for the record, I've always said I'm a mark. Just FYI. <laughs> like, that's the thing. Like, look, I don't agree with it. I don't agree with it whatsoever. But I'm telling you why they did it. You're I know why they did it. I'm saying the reasoning is flawed. I know why they did it. They did it because they want to get Roman Reigns cheered. But for anyone watching, I don't know they, I don't that know is they, like coming out of the insane asylum. But it was I don't obvious think it, it wouldn't work. It's not that. about it's not about getting him cheered. It's about clearly making him number one and like having him beat the top contender. Like they want Roman Reigns to beat Braun Strowman. They know he's not going to like Pete. Like you know, people are in all of a sudden like, holy shit, what have we been booing all these years? Roman Reigns is fucking sweet. By the way, going to be on ESPN College Game Day this Saturday. If it wasn't about cheers, they could have just done what they were doing with the shield protecting Roman, kept Braun as is. But they knew Braun was always going to get cheered. So their thought process was, we turn Braun heel, and then, my God, they'll definitely cheer for Roman. They've done this before, and it doesn't work. No, I mean, in terms of getting him cheered, no, it's not. No one, this feud, doing it this way, will not make one person who disliked Roman Reigns like it more. It will not do that at all. Not one person. 
Hence, sacrificing for no reason. It's not sacrificing. That's just such a strong word. That's like saying the Chicago Bears are definitely better than the Green Bay Packers. Hey, you could not have watched that game, Kyle, and not thought that. It's, well, I mean, if final, if final scores are a measure of de- determining who's better, I'll tell you what, the Bears are not definitely better. <laughs> they have Aaron Rodgers, who is great. Everything else in the field, the Chicago Bears have the advantage practically. And that was a one in a million game. I've been on the other side of that when the Bears beat the Arizona Cardinals and Denny Green had the famous meltdown. The Bears had no reason to win that game, just like Green Bay had no reason to win the game on Sunday night. That wasn't a good Cardinals team, though, if I remember. No, but the Bears defense won that game, unlike the Green Bay offense winning their game and and the offense getting never never getting flagged for holding, blatant holding throughout the entire freaking game. There we go. <laughs> You're not reading the internet much if you don't see all the complaining about the Green Bay Packers and the bullshit they get away with constantly. I don't read the, the, the these fans. <laughs> They're not fan sites, dude. Watch rewatch the first half of that game and watch the left tackle for Green Bay putting bear hugs on people and never getting flagged and pulling the jersey constantly. Oh boy, where was this bearsfan.com? No, it was not. So, anyways, now that Kyle is is heated. I think we're all picking Roman Reigns, correct? A great pro wrestler. <laughs> the greatest. <laughs> so, I was listening to one of my uh one of my favorite podcasts, I would say, that uh came back this week, Talking Sheet. And uh they were talking about the problem with WWE is that just nothing matters. And the thing that's cool which about why, which is why Braun Strowman's not being sacrificed. <laughs> no, which is why people are freaking bored with the product constantly. And it's just in this rut is because the way it's booked makes no sense. Uh, you never get anyone excited about anything is the problem. It seems like you're watching the same thing week after week after week. One of the things that made all in cool was that it was fresh and that it felt like everything had a purpose. And these are guys that are, truly have a lot of interest in them right now that was like the difference between all in and a wwe pay-per-view where there's guys that you love to watch who are great performers who go to wwe they start working the wwe style and it takes away things about them that you like and you don't get that anymore and then they get in these wwe storylines where apparently nothing matters anymore and it's just whatever we'll build them back up and it just they lose their heat like i'm saying it's, I, it's, I don't see why they put put people in this situation. It's not an apples to apples comparison because WWE, keep in mind, has fifty two weeks of television to do. There's I too understand much, that. There's too much WWE product. I don't disagree that WWE at times is the you know the Seinfeld promotion where it's a show about nothing, and it just sort of like things just keep going and you know, I, I mean, I've talked about it before, like when we talk about Money in the Bank. That, you know, money in the bank, that whole gimmick. And by the way, thank God it's over. I mean, if anything, with this broad Roman thing, if, if there's one thing that's a positive, it gets rid of the briefcase for the rest of the year. And now we have no more briefcases. Well, that's why it was stupid. And we talked about that at the time in June to even put that in Braun Strowman's hands. Agreed. But like, you know, there is a sameness now year to year. I mean, um, if you were to look at like the last five years like it's crazy how um five five years in wwe like in the 80s if you went from like 88 to 93 i mean that'd be like a huge sea change 
or like 93 to 98. I mean, you're, you're talking about almost like completely different promotions. But if you talk about like 2013 to 2018, like is how much is substantially different now than a year ago, two years ago, five years ago. I would agree. I mean, I don't know if it's an issue. It's just the way they do things. All right. So let's hear the Shawn Michaels theory before we take it home, Kyle. Uh, Meltzer's reported that he is working the Saudi Arabia show. That makes a lot of sense because what's, you know, I respect the hell out of Shawn that he has stayed retired this long. But what's the one way that you could get him to reconsider? A lot of money. Yes. And what are they getting from Saudi Arabia? A lot of money. Yeah. So uh, Melts reported, I, I think, you know, I've kind of snooped around, felt pulses. That seems right. But the question is, when you watch that promo from two weeks ago, Meltzer picked up on this. And, you know, we, we have fun at Dave's expense a lot. But, you know, I respect that Dave has, you know, kind of, you know, he's watched wrestling a lot enough to know that when you watch that promo, they very clearly are building to another Shawn Michaels Undertaker match. Mm-hmm. Like very clearly. Turn that damn phone off, Kyle. <laughs> that was on. Professionals uh, here. Yes. yes. So they very clearly are doing Shawn Taker. I don't think it's going to be Saudi Arabia. They're not. They're not going to because the stateside audience is way too invested in that match. Mm-hmm. Um. For them to just do it on the on on the you know the infomercial for the Royal Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. So you know, Sean, if you go back, he was pretty specific about wanting to do a tag match with Triple H. So I would suspect it's going to be a tag. That's what we're getting in Saudi Arabia: Hunter and Sean tagging against. And it's got to like this whole feud is sort of existing outside of the rest of WWE storylines. It's going to be against like Undertaker and somebody, right? And who is that somebody going to be? Hmm. Like, I'm, I'm like thinking, I'm like, God, you know, I don't, you know, I mean. Maybe they could bring the mayor of Knox County, Tennessee. I was going to, I was going to, yeah, you know, it's kind of funny. I was like, <laughs> hey, what's the one place, what's the one place in the world more conservative than Saudi Arabia, you know? <laughs> Knox County, Tennessee. So, you know, maybe he'd fit right in. Yeah, I, I wonder if that's what it might be. Yeah. I don't, and know, then, I don't know. I don't know who they tag up with him. I mean, it makes, I mean, because keep. You know what the driving force in this whole whole thing is, I think? Sean getting a be- a bigger payoff than WrestleMania for this show? Um, maybe, but um, I, I would say <laughs> I think The Undertaker is still motivated by what happened at the Orlando WrestleMania. The, his just god-awful performance against Roman Reigns. And, you know, okay, he came back in New Orleans, beat Cena, but that was kind of almost like um, and by the way, that match was worked smart. That should not have been a long match. <laughs> Sorry, I'm looking at Justin on the web. This guy's insane, man. <laughs> you guys have seen uh, Saturday Night Fever. You know the scene where they're dancing and spinning mm-hmm. each other? That's totally what it looks like right there. <laughs> Sorry, I just I, I was just peeing. <laughs> My God, oh, thanks dude. for keeping the webcam yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, um, as far as a Taker-Sean match goes... I would say, do you do a Survivor Series? A show that needs a hook. Always. Because, you know, that this whole Raw versus Smack... First of all, it's not true that it's the only time of year Raw versus SmackDown. That, that's just not accurate. 
So that show's going to need a hook. Could it be there? Um, Rumble's in Phoenix, which is where Taker retired, Sean. It's true. And Or you could do, I guess, WrestleMania. But I think Undertaker wanting to have one last great match is the motivating factor here. And oh, yeah. who's he going to pick to have that match with? He's not going to pick a young and up-and-comer. I'm sorry, people. He's just not. Should he put someone over new on the way out? Sure. I think he should. Um, maybe you can argue that he is high enough in the WWE pecking order that he is absolved from doing that. But um, I, I can tell you what old ass Undertaker and old ass Shawn Michaels are going to have as a match. And that's a great one. Yeah, which is why I mean, it's kind of a, a safer bet. Undertaker has not worked with a lot of the young guys. Undertaker's not worked with AJ Styles before. So he's probably not comfortable. He's comfortable with Shawn Michaels. So that's what this is. But yeah, Shawn's coming back. It's obvious. And I think it's going to be a multi-match deal. I think he's going to be, it's going to be a tag in Saudi Arabia. And then it's going to be um, Undertaker at a big, at one of the big four shows. Yeah. Outside of the money, I think, which obviously is going to be a big motivator. I think the big factor here and the difference between now and three, four years ago, you know, the guy's been retired for over eight years and it's, it's awesome that he, he held to that and, and did his thing, but very few people do that. Yeah. But in the last year, when they got him down there at NXT, helping out and coaching and stuff, you get him around the business a lot again. He gets the itch. He wants to get back in there. I get that too. So I think there yeah, could and be. I mean, and so many people like go back on retirement storylines mm-hmm. that like I feel that like him like holding on. Like I always go back to like Mick Foley. Like God, that sucked. I remember being like, it was supposed to be like this great moment when he came back and was inserted in the WrestleMania main event. And like, I was like, no, no. Yeah. You're talking about 2000. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, I hate, and, and what got him to do that? Cause remember Mick like didn't what he was like, man, I just did this big retirement. Now we're going to bastardize it. Mm-hmm. Well, what, what did they, how did they, how did they make it up to Mick? They gave him a lot of money. Do you guys want to see Shawn Michaels wrestle again? I'm kind of indifferent on it. Like Sean is one of my top three favorite performers of all time. Um, but I like that he's stayed retired. You know, I kind of feel like if he was going to come back, I would have liked to have seen it like five or six years ago. But uh, I'm not going to complain about it. I'm not like super pumped about it, though, even as a, a guy who's a huge fan of Sean Michaels. How, how do you feel about it, Justin? I'm not interested in seeing him wrestle with Triple H or against Undertaker, if it was something maybe like with a, a Daniel Bryan or a AJ Styles, it, that would at least pique my curiosity. But outside of that, just uh, it, it, the way he went out was so good. And to me, this would be Michael Jordan with the Wizards. I, I just don't want to see it. All depends how good of the match. I mean, you know, I mean, I think there's pride for him too, in addition to Undertaker, to have like a great match. I mean, if they come back, um, have a kick-ass match or it like, you know, spikes interest in the product, then it's the right move. Again, I, I don't make decisions, uh, you know, knee-jerk reactions. I wait well, to I'm see just, what happens. I, I'm, I'm just afraid they're going to sacrifice the Undertaker for Shawn Michaels. <laughs> <laughs> for the record, Kyle Ross, you do speak in absolutes as well. When have I spoken? I've, I've been sitting on this, but now that you are oh, giving here me the go. backhanded compliments over there, not compliments, but the insults under the table. 
<laughs> Wait uh, a minute. What did you I threw your today? buddy Chad under the table earlier on this show. Chad, sorry about that. I didn't throw him under the you table. Said people like that certainly don't understand professional wrestling. Oh, I wasn't talking. He actually does understand pro wrestling. I was, okay, I, was, I, I was referring to a mythical person. Oh, okay. I think people who I think people no I was actually criticizing people who do like view things like definitively and absolutes people like oh DQ suck if it, if it's a match as a DQ negative you know I'm taking a quarter star off right now hit the bricks I thought you were talking to your buddy because he was no. negative on that DQ no he wasn't I think he, he was asking a hypothetical question and I you know no he he just I think he wanted to know my take on that. All right. And if he wants, and, and by the way, if, and you know, maybe I misunderstood his question. If he does think DQs suck, you know, by definition, then he is wrong. All right. Well, I don't speak in absolutes. I speak in the here and now. And my theory on Braun Strowman and where he's at right now stands. I think he could be the greatest wrestler of all time by WrestleMania. <laughs> all right. With that said, we're going to sign off for the evening. Mm -hmm. We've got the post show coming up Sunday night after the pay-per-view. Kyle Ross will be fueled by several beers and mixed drinks by that time. So make sure you tune in for all of his hot takes. and He'll get fired up that night, I'm sure. Justin will be there. I'll be there. We'll have someone else joining us on the panel. Be all four of us. Be a lot of fun, as usual, on the pay-per-view post show. So make sure you tune back in. Uh, that will be streamed live on YouTube, so you can subscribe to us on YouTube. You can find the link at topropenation.com. Uh, the audio will be put up on our podcasting feeds, as always. iTunes, Stitcher, wherever podcasts are found. Any last long, li- long live the authors of Bush. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic name. <laughs> All right. So with that said, I'm Ryan Drosty. Here for Kyle Ross and Justin Joint. We'll see you guys on Sunday night. Enjoy Helen's song.